Welcome to the Leader Think Podcast, where we discuss personal growth and concepts for improving organizational culture. This is your host, Philip Grison. As you increase your wisdom, I hope you enlighten others on your path towards greatness. If you want to go further, head over to leaderthink.com. Hey, everybody. Today, I want to talk about the topic of placing judgment. This is such a tough topic to discuss because everybody does it. Everyone judges. It's in our nature. It's how our brains are wired to protect us from harm. Yet so often, placing judgment is a worthless activity that gains nothing. Nothing of value anyway. More often than not, placing judgment is not helping you. It's hurting you by preventing you from seeing alternative viewpoints, the big picture, the other side of the story, the side that you don't see. The brain is wired to judge, to look for fear, to look for threats in the room. But most of the time, the judgments we make about other people are not protecting us from physical harm. They are protecting us from emotional harm, harm to our egos. Everyone judges. I judge others, and others judge me. If your job has anything to do with speaking in public, leading a group, or posting your art on the internet, rest assured you will be judged. People will judge the clothes you wear, the way you fix your hair, the tone of your voice, the content of your creation. And usually they do it within the first few seconds of the experience. One time I had a student in one of my classes, and during a break, he made this comment to me. Whenever I take a class, the first thing I do is size up the instructor to see if I can learn something from them. My mind went to a place where I thought of teachers I know that don't get the greatest feedback for their performance. The negative feedback they receive is typically based on dynamics of their presentation skills, being monotone, or something like that. The weird part is, I think of these same instructors as highly intelligent people. They have taught me many valuable lessons that have helped me grow in my career. So the difference is attitude. What you want to perceive is what you will perceive. If you want to believe that the speaker has nothing of value to teach you, then that is what you will get from the experience. If you want to believe you can learn something from anyone, even if they have a monotone speaking voice, then you can learn something from them. But let's go deeper into the example I just shared. I actually judged the judgment of the student in that example. A student told me they judged instructors and I judged the judgment made by the student. Gabriella Bernstein explains it this way in her book, Judgment Detox. Judgment is an endless loop that leads to nowhere. She further explains that judgment is a cycle, not a path from A to B. When someone places judgment on another person, it is normal for aware people to judge the judger. But then we end up feeling guilty for judging another person. So then we judge ourselves for judging others. The guilt of placing judgment can be tremendous for loving, caring, enlightened people. In a poorly perceived attempt to make the guilt go away, we judge some other person, 
a group of people, or a statement made by someone. In that moment, we take the focus off of ourselves so the guilt diminishes. But then the crazy part is it starts right back up again. We witness judgment placed by someone. We judge them for judging. Then we judge ourselves for judging. Then to get rid of the guilt we feel for judging, we judge someone again. There is the endless cycle of judgment that leads to nowhere. I saw the cycle in myself this morning. I went on LinkedIn, and the first post I see is someone judging people in a workplace photo. The comment with the picture mentions how much wrong is in the photo. Judgment placed. The first autopilot thought I have is placing judgment on the person making the comments. Thoughts of, they don't know what all those people are going through. This person posting this picture is doing nothing to offer up helpful solutions. All they are doing is the simple task of saying strangers are doing it wrong. But am I right? I'm sitting here judging the judge. Then I feel guilty for judging the judge. Because in this moment, I'm about to do a podcast on judgment. How about that for irony? The endless judgment cycle on repeat. So how do we break the cycle? Like everything, the first step is being honest with yourself to notice your judgment. Awareness is always the first step toward diminishing a behavior you want to change. The very fact that you are aware of it means it's not so much on autopilot anymore. You see it in yourself. Your brain is starting to rewire itself. You then forgive yourself for doing what you know you and everyone else is doing, judging. Forgiveness diminishes the guilt you can place on yourself for judging others. That lessens the chance of judging someone to take the focus off your own guilt for judging others. You are chipping away at steps in the cycle to break the loop. Here's another technique to consider that may help you with breaking the judgment cycle. Awareness of the inferior-superior role placement game. I learned this from Eckhart Tolle in his book, A New Earth. Whenever two strangers meet for the first time, they typically are placing themselves and the person they are interacting with in the role of superior or inferior. So let's say you order some food at a restaurant. Many people may place the waiter or waitress in the role of inferior and themselves the customer in the role of superior. But some may do it differently. Some people might place the waiter in the role of superior because they have the opportunity to spit in your food. The waitress could feel inferior because they are serving someone who makes a larger salary than they do. Or the waiter could feel superior because they know all the struggles going on back in the kitchen that the customer is oblivious to. So what is normal behavior? For two people interacting, but four judgments being placed. Two real-life humans multiplied times two judgments of who is superior and who is inferior. As Eckhart says, every egoic interaction between two people is in reality the interaction between four conceptual mind-made identities that are ultimately fictions. 
It is therefore not surprising there is so much conflict in relationships. In other words, the truth is that no one is inferior or superior. The deepest truth is we are all equal when considering what it really means to be a soul in a living body. We all suffer, laugh, and love. We may have different life circumstances that have led us down different paths in this world, but we all have blood, heart, and brain. We all were born and we all will die. We are all more alike than we are different. Our differences are not because we are superior or inferior to one another. Most of our differences come from circumstance, the place we were born in, the financial status of the parents we had, or the lack of parenting we had. Our souls are more similar than any other part of who we are. Our bodies and upbringings are temporary things in a mortal world. Our eternal souls are more alike than anything that will grow old and die one day, or the life path that wasn't 100% our choice when we were hanging out in the womb. So the deepest part of you and I, the stuff that really matters is more similar than different. And there is no superior or inferior when we go to that place, that awareness of who we really are. Judgment is normal to witness when trying to influence or educate other people. We see someone doing something wrong. So many times, with the best of intentions, we tell them. We tell them they are doing it wrong or looking at it wrong. Our intent is to help to make them aware of their shortcomings so they won't experience them again tomorrow. But in reality, we are going into judgment mode. If we don't first come to them with understanding, we miss the system-induced errors that all employees and all work environments deal with. Judgment is the enemy of awareness. Judgment and understanding cannot coexist. Here's a quote from Byron Katie that helps remind me of the ineffectiveness of my judgments. When I come at him pointing my finger and in any way blaming, however valid my information is, do you think that he'll be open to what I'm saying? I'm scaring him with my attitude and the facts can get lost because I'm coming from fear myself. All he will hear is that I think he's doing it wrong. It's his fault, and he'll go into denial and resistance. Judgment is the enemy of love. If I come from a place of love, knowing that this employee is actually my equal under the mortal skin-deep surface, my equal regardless of any job title or difference in salary or education, then I can become aware of why he does what he does. I can learn to help instead of simply judging. After all, when does judging produce great cultural change? But how valuable is learning and awareness when wanting to truly make an intentional effort come to life? I also want to discuss being on the receiving end of judgment. Accepting judgment to make yourself stronger. Being judged by others is normal. 
It is expected, and especially if your message is the ineffectiveness of judging people. Guess what people will do? They will judge you for delivering a message that says not to judge. In her book, Everything is Figureoutable, Marie Forleo says it this way, Your worst critics are actually confused admirers. I love that quote. I see deep value and truth to it all the time in my public speaking experiences. For my safety professional friends, when you speak of human error, system-induced errors, and the like, you should expect resistance. You should expect criticism. And the worse the criticism you receive, the more your critic may actually be admiring you. They are just confused about it. Loud criticism means you are touching them. If they really didn't care what you were saying, they wouldn't say anything to you or about you. They would probably just ignore you. If they are criticizing you, then you must have stirred up some emotion within them. If they criticize you, they are paying attention to you. They just haven't processed what they are feeling yet. And that's why they are confused. If you bring a message like system-induced error, a message that says management has a responsibility to learn from their employees and not place them in positions designed to fail, then they most likely will see some truth in that message, regardless of any formal training they have had on the science of human error. When they criticize you loudly, they are actually admiring your message the admiration is just hiding behind confusion. For you have challenged their current belief system. Everyone sees flaws in how our society currently manages safety performance. When you expose those flaws, they will admire you for it. But at the same time, they may be part of those flaws. The way they manage can be flawed. They criticize you because they know you are speaking truth, but they are confused about it. They may not have figured out yet how to change the way they currently manage safety, even though they see flaws in that system. So when your audience or people on the internet or anyone listening to you comes back at your message with harsh criticism, congratulate yourself instead of judging them for judging you. Congratulate yourself for touching them, pulling their heartstrings, and creating confusion. That begins the process for them, the process of questioning themselves and contemplating your message. It's the first step towards growth, uncomfortable and messy for sure, but also productive and meaningful. Some of you may be thinking, it doesn't always work that way, and you are right. There are some critics that will never become a future admirer. For them, here's another thought to help let go of placing judgment. What is their body of work to compare to yours? This thought also comes from Marie Forleo. When someone judges your body of work, do they have a similar body of work to compare to yours? One time I had a guy tell me that I shouldn't do podcasts. I should write articles instead. Guess how many podcasts he'd recorded? Zero. 
Guess how many articles he has written? A lot. People judge what they don't understand. The process of them judging it is the process of them figuring out and trying to understand. Their judgment is, again, normal behavior. They don't get it mostly because they don't do it. How can they get it if they don't do it? So which is more common, to ask questions and gain understanding or to quickly place judgment that it's not right or valuable? So if I go back to this guy that said I shouldn't do podcasts, instead of judging him, maybe I should go to a place of learning, of understanding why he said what he said. He may live a life where he has time to spend on a computer reading articles. Since he has that time to spend, maybe he thought he should do the same thing for others. He's actually trying to help his neighbors. My understanding was that he didn't listen to any podcasts. So why would he say anything positive about a topic he doesn't participate in, create, or experience? When being judged for your work, always consider the source and their comparable body of work. If they don't do what you do, how much value can you get out of their criticism? When creating art, course content, podcasts, articles, music, film, photography, any art form. The easiest thing to do is sit in a chair and judge it. It's a heck of a lot harder to get out of your chair, to do the hard work of creating something, and then take the bold step of putting it out into the world to be judged. So when you are judged for what you create, consider the source. Do they know what it's like to do what you do? If not, you may be better off letting their criticism pass by instead of caring at all about what they have to say. Especially with the topic of leadership, don't tell me, show me. If you want to influence people, it's a lot easier to lead by example than to say, you're doing it wrong, without showing everyone else how to do it. Always consider the source of any judgment you receive. Everybody judges, but judgment is an endless cycle that leads to nowhere. The more we can weaken or remove steps in that cycle, the more we can move on to something productive to make this world a better place. If you learned something valuable today, please share it with others. For more information, head over to leaderthink.com.